I feel God up in here, and I'm really excited about this word. Amen. Let me jump right into it. Amen. Is that all right? Okay. Hold on tight. I just want to tell you, this word has been in my spirit since last year, right? I was in this conference called Innovate, Innovate, the Innovate Summit. And so I had been praying about a word for 2023, right? I wanted to know what God was saying. And that's what I do every year because I made the mistake of saying what everybody else says or copying off of somebody else's slogan in terms of what's going to come in the next year. So every year, ever since COVID especially, I pray before the year comes, right? Pray a couple of months before we go into the next year. And I said, Lord, what are you doing in 2023? What's happening? And these are things he showed me, right, that are going to happen or possibly could happen, right? First of all, he said there's a new sound for 2023. There's a new sound he's looking for in the church, and I'm going to delve into that. But there's a new sound that he's going to be more attracted to than other sounds, not a sound of 2022 or 2021 or 2020, but a new sound in this season. Amen? He said there'll be challenges and victories, right? We'll be challenged, but we'll have some victories. He said there'll be a change in climate and relationships worldwide. Increased threats, recession, meat shortage, possible, right? And other surprises. So when I heard that, I wondered to myself, are there any solutions? Can we change this? And I remember that prayer changes things, but also so does praise. Oh, come on now. Come on. Sometimes when all hell is breaking loose, you got to give God glory. I think during your biggest trial, your biggest storm, if you can praise your way through it, it won't last as long. If you can pray and praise, that's even better, right? Because that's what, what? Paul and Silas did that, right? When they were in prison, what came? What came? An earthquake. Y'all remember? Y'all talk back to me. Make me feel comfortable. I'm from Chicago. I'm a new, you know, I want to let me feel at home. They prayed and praised God until there was a shaking, right? So I believe in this, se- in this season, part of the new sound God is looking for is a different type of prayer and a different type of praise, right? Not like you praised last year. Not like you prayed last year because I believe that there has to be a shift in your vocabulary. Because I believe when there's a shift or change in your vocabulary, doors are going to start to open for you. Are y'all hearing me? Opportunities are about to come to you. Because I believe with a new season comes new doors. I just heard in my spirit there's someone that's going to change jobs. I heard in my spirit there's going to be somebody that's going to move from where they are into a new home. I'm talking, to, I'm talking to y'all, hallelujah. There's somebody here that's been struggling with their vehicle, and I believe you're going to get a new one, not a used one. You are, oh. I'm talking to you guys, amen? So I'm talking to what I see in the spirit that you have need of, right? So I see this new season, but it's going to take a new sound. You know why? Because your sound, your speech truly reveals who you are. Matthew, the 12th chapter, verse 34. Matthew 12, 34. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So words reveal what's in your heart. They reveal what's in your soul. That's why we have to be wise when we use them. 
Because the Bible talks about we're responsible for every idle word that comes out of our mouths. When I think of idle, I think of unemployed, not working. This is a season to only use words that are working. Words that have a consistent job. Words that are employed. And I believe we have to be careful in terms of what we release because it should be releasing a certain sound that sounds like God. I'm going to get to that. So words can determine what you're going to receive. Job 22 and 28, one of my favorite scriptures, say if you decree a thing, what? It's established, right? And the light shall what? Upon your ways. In one version, it says if you decide a thing. Decree means to make a statement. And that's what is needed in this season. So you've been asking questions, but have you been making decrees? You've been asking questions, but have you been making statements? I slightly touched on it yesterday. I talked about Elijah, how the way he prayed, he made statements. And he got results. That's what you have to do in this season. When I say change your words, start making statements by faith. Are y'all hearing me? Come on, give God some praise right there. You got to really start making statements because that is what pleases God. I don't know if I said this the last time, but it bears repeating. If I did, I learned, I asked God. I said, Lord, how do we get answered prayer? I mean, answer quickly. He said, stop asking so many questions and start making statements. And you know what he took me to? He took me to the centurion soldier, right? You remember him? said, my servant's ill. Jesus, will you come and heal him? Jesus was on his way halfway there. Centurion soldier met him. And he said, hey, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Speak the word only. And my servant will what? He'll be healed. He'll be made whole, right? Jesus got excited. He said, never have I seen so much faith. No, not, on, not in Israel. Your servant's healed. And the servant was healed in that self-same hour. Did the centurion ask a question at that point? He made a statement. Speak the word only. We're joint heirs with Christ, right? So shouldn't we have that same power? He says, you're going to do what I do and then do more. You do more. But the thing about it, you got to speak like him. You got to talk like him. You have to have that that godly confidence like him and stuff is about to change in your life or going to change in your life. Does somebody believe the words that are coming out of my mouth? I'm going somewhere. Blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, he heard that Jesus was coming. What did he do? Y'all know that? Y'all know that. He started hollering. Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. What they tell him to do? Be quiet. See, with this new season for a new sound, some folk around you are going to tell you to be quiet. They'll say, it don't take all that. But I need you to say, yes, it does. Yes, it does. So he hollered, right? They told him to be quiet. Jesus heard him. And Jesus said, hey, 
bring them to me. When he was brought to him, all the people that were hating on him, tell them, be quiet. Oh, he calleth thee. He calleth thee. They, they nice now. Because the master recognized him and recognized his sound. He didn't see him, but he heard him. So he comes. What do you want me to do? What do you have me do? I want to see. Say, go that way. What? Faith has made him what? Jesus healed him. Because of his sound. Because you know what he heard in his sound? He heard faith. Because he made a statement. Didn't ask a question. Made a statement. And you know what I love about Jesus? It's when he talked to him. He said, oh, what, what's, going, what's your problem? What's, what, what, tell me about your story about how you got in this condition. Jesus didn't focus on the problem. He focused on the solution. And see, that's what we do too many times. We'll spend hours and hours on the phone talking about our problem to somebody else when we need to be discussing the solution with Jesus. That's what keeps you in the problem when you keep talking about the problem, right? That's what kept Job in the problem, right, for 40 chapters because he kept complaining about it. That's why I'm learning to make statements because statements show that you have faith in God. Because when I started praying like that, things started to change in my life. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to make statements, not ask so many questions. I'm not saying you can't ask any questions. You should question, right? But once you get your answer, you should make statements. And sometimes you get your answers through the promises of God in his word. So that's why we have to be studiers of the word and then doers. We have to study the word, see where we are in the word, see the promise God has for us, and start walking that thing out. Come on, give God some praise. y'all. Oh, I feel God up in here. I, can, I feel God up in here. See, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe this. One more person, one more person. I almost forgot. One with the issue of blood. What'd she say? If I can what? Just touch the hem of his garment. I'm going to be what? Be made whole. Right? Healed. Is that a question? Made a statement. And then she acted upon her statement. See, that's the other part. When you make a statement, you got to act upon it. If you make a statement, I'm going to get a new house, you got to start acting upon it. If you make a statement, I'm going to get a new job, I'm start acting on it. Right? Because she moved after her decree. Some parts of the Bible said she said it within herself. Other parts of the Bible said, you know, it seemed like she said it out loud. Right? But regardless, she made a statement. She issued a decree. And she went, and it could have cost her her life. Because you're not supposed to touch a, a, a priest when you're bleeding. Right? But when she touched him, who healed her? No, he didn't. Jesus didn't heal her. Jesus didn't even see her. He said what? Who touched me? Why? Because I felt virtue go out of my body. I felt power go out of my body. You know why? Because of faith. 
See, sometimes when you're desperate, God will move so quickly because nobody could do anything to staunch the bleeding. No one could stop the blood. No one could change your condition but Jesus. And she moved toward him and touched him. But what did she ask? Did she ask a question? She made a statement. She made a decree. I guarantee you, if you do this, your life will change. But see, baby, you got to decree it till you see it. I don't care what it looks like. You keep speaking it. I believe God is going to happen. Because my philosophy, if it doesn't, I'd rather die in faith than die in unbelief. I'd rather die believing God can do it than die believing he can't with a question on my lips. Are y'all hearing me? So I believe that you are in a season where you need to sound like Elijah. You know his prayer on Mount Carmel? 1 Kings 18 chapter, verse 36, 37. I'm not going to read it, just telling you. Was rooted in relationship. So the closer you are to God, the more you can make statements in faith. Because what should undergird your, your statement or your decree is faith. Right? Hebrews 11 chapter says, without faith it's impossible to please God. But that's why God got so excited about the centurion soldier. Is that he made a statement. He didn't question whether, oh, uh, uh, yeah, you got to be under, uh, do you have to be under my roof to heal him? Do you have to be in my house? He knew that he could speak a word and he would be healed. But I believe, again, you have that same power. What are you speaking out of your mouth? What are you saying to your situation? What are you speaking over your family? I believe if you speak about faith consistently, I believe it's going to happen. Come on, y'all. Remember the widow with the unjust judge? Remember her? She wanted justice. She went to the judge day and night. I want justice. The judge got to the point, he said, lest she weary me. And in one version, it says, lest she attack me. Let me do what she wants me to do. She wasn't asking questions. She made statements consistently. Now, he didn't regard God or man, but because she kept coming, she's consistent, making statements. She got justice. That's why I'm talking about the new sound. You got to speak that thing like never before. If you're going through anything in your body, you got to speak healing like never before. If you're going in through anything in your life, you got to speak like never before. You got to repeat, 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 repeat until it happens. Can I get some help right there? Can I get a witness? See, relationship and partnership with the Holy Ghost will change your sound. The closer you are to God, the more you're going to sound different. Because the closer you are to God, guess what? People will start to say it's something different about you. I don't know what it is. But you're not like everybody else. I see like a glow on you, a light, right? But I believe the more you, you have this sound, the more people, they're not going to say you look different. They're going to say you sound different. Some of y'all going to talk on the phone. They're not going to know who you are. They're going to see you on the call ID. They're going to who is this? Because you don't sound the same, right? Somebody say a new sound for a new season. 
So, so, so what happened when you're in relationship with God, like Elijah was in relationship with God, you'll pray with more power, more authority, right? Because godly confidence will cause you to make more statements than questions when you're praying his will. You know what causes you not to have confidence? Sin. When you sin, you don't want to read the word. When you do something you know you're not supposed to do, some people don't want to come to church because they'll be convicted. Right? Am I, can I get a witness? I know I felt like that. I did something crazy. I didn't want to be in church. Right? Especially a prophetic church. Because <laughs> these prophets will bust you out. I saw you last night. You were clubbing. You had the boat. I can't get y'all quiet on me. Uh-oh. But that's the thing that we have to understand is that that's what could cause us not to sound like we should sound, not to sound like God. But I'm telling you, in 2023, this is the sound he's looking for. This is the sound he'll respond to. Because God is, he's, he is responsive or attracted to a sound. Their church, like the, the sound of worship. I believe God was attracted to the sound. That's why you felt the presence of God during worship. Right? Because I've been in some churches, it's Ichabod. No spirit of the Lord, no anointing, no oil. And that concerns me. Right? Because God should be in his house. So if God is not in, his, in the house, maybe it's not his house. But again, the sound, the sound, the sound of worship, the sound of prayer, the sound, how about this year, that comes out of your mouth will attract the Holy Spirit in a greater measure. How about this year? I just heard the Lord said, I kept you through 2020. I kept you through 2021. I kept you through 2022. And I'm looking for a sound in 2023 so I can bless you like never before. Come on, give God some praise if you believe it. Give God some glory if you believe it. I believe there's a sound coming out of this place. There's a sound coming out of your home. There's a sound coming even in the car. There's a sound that's going to come out of you as you're listening to worship music and you're praising God in your car. I believe God will be even attracted to the sound coming out of your car. I just said, I declare no rain's going to fall. Let's, let's start praying like him. I declare I'm healed. This is a season when I say new sound. Don't worry about someone trying to find a prophet. Be a prophet to yourself. In fact, I give you prophetic license. But as long as I'm speaking, it ends when I'm done. But I give you prophetic license to prophesy to yourself. Be a seer to you. Because part of the prophetic is being able to make decrees. What are you speaking over your life? What are you speaking over your family? Don't you know your words have power? That's why we have to be careful what we speak over our children. Even when we get angry. Be careful. I wouldn't allow anybody to talk about my daughters. You can't say they feet are big. They're too big. They're too skinny. You can't say nothing. I told all my relatives that because they're not going to grow up with complexes. 
Anybody know what that feels like? Mama done said you this, and you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. You know what I love about my grandparents? They used to make me feel like I, could, like I could do anything. But then my mama would say some negative stuff. I love my mama. I'm just saying that it affected my confidence. Sometimes we call ourselves being real, but we're really being hurtful. We're really impeding the destiny of our children. Because I want them to believe they can jump over the moon. Daddy, can I jump over the moon? Yeah. Sure. I believe you can. We're going to have to work on it, though. (laughs) Right? I mean, you give them instruction, but you want to encourage them. You want to strengthen them. You want to move them because, Kaba, they are the next generation. So what are we pouring into them? What sound are we? What sound are they hearing from you? Because God believes in you. Everybody talking about, I believe in God, but God believes in you too. He believes in you. I love this. I kept being attracted to the scripture, Daniel eleven thirty two. People that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That's what your church, this is what this church is going to do in this season. They do it already, but more, 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 more. Live strong. Do exploits. Know and pursue. The more you make statements, the closer God will become to you. The more you decree, the closer God will be to you because it shows faith. Did you know that's what moves God? According to Hebrews 11, not hollering, not screaming, not doing cartwheels, not falling out. Faith. Faith moves the hand of God. Somebody say, I have a new sound. Matthew 26, 69 through 73. I want to holler, but y'all making me teach. Amen. Matthew 26, 69 through 73. Matthew 26, 69 through 73, okay? Now check this out. This is where I'm going. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came to him saying, what? You were with Jesus, right? Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But what did he do? He denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. Now check this out. Some people would deny their original sound, while others would confirm it. They'll tell you, you sound like Jesus. You sound like God. That's why some people make the statement, sometimes you're the only Jesus that someone will see. Right? So if you're going to be his representative, you need to sound like him. But guess what? The more you sound like him, the more you're going to be isolated. The more you're going to be shunned. The more you're going to be talked about. The more you're going to be hated. And I'm not talking about sinners. Not just talking about sinners. I'm talking about some church folk. <laughs> church folk, that's Chicago terms. Church folk. Yes, that's who I'm talking about. Because I've seen it. The more you look like him, the more you sound like him, the more people will resent you. Because understand, Jesus in his own time, the Pharisees couldn't stand him. Right? The Pharisees were the religious people of that day, right? 
Religion can't stand Jesus. I can't get no help there. Religious people, dogmatic, legalistic, don't like people that look like and sound like Jesus. Because Jesus didn't go along with the beliefs of that day, right? He came with something totally new. No one sounded like him. No one operated like him. No one moved like him. Here by by the sword. The people that God is using in this day, in this, even the next generation. I love how Pastor Nicky was talking about generations. That blessed me yesterday. The next generation is not going to look like what we think. Some of, them, some of them will have tattoos. Some of them will wear ripped jeans. But does that mean that God won't hear their sound? I don't know. They're not going to look like what we've seen before. And they're going to reach a different populace. I love what Pastor Nikki said yesterday about having, learning how to use technology and, and all these things, right? See, this generation, the generation that's coming up, is not going to tolerate this foolishness. They won't come to certain churches. They won't be attracted to the sound. But that's why we've got to be able to catch waves. The waves of the spirit, the waves of change, the waves here about this year that will hit the church. We got to have a surfboard and be ready to ride the next wave or we're going to get left behind. Does that make sense? Because there's so many churches that have turned away these Jacobs. They turn away the Jacob generation because they don't understand them. Right? They look different. They sound different. Now, why did I say Jacob? I know what Jacob means. Usurpers. Deceivers. Troublemakers. Right? But what happened to Jacob? What? Right. His name was changed. How was his name changed? No, what happened? Wrestling. Wrestling. With the pre-incarnate Christ. Right? And his name was changed to Israel, one who contends or strives with God. That's what I believe is going to happen with this generation that's coming. They're going to be Jacobs, but they're going to turn into Israels. That's why we can't throw them out. That's why we can't say, oh, no, no. Allow them to develop and pour into them. Amen. I think that's the worst thing the church does when they see a different animal. Come in. Sometimes the response is to move away. I always tell my church, oh, we, we don't know which is the warlocks coming. Come on in. Amen. And they come in, they want to sit away from them like they're afraid of them. I ain't afraid of no witch. I serve God. I'm believing they're going to get saved. They stay long enough at my church, our church, right? Same here. They're going to get saved. I told the people yesterday, it's so funny, one of my members years ago, she said, Pastor Prophet, you, you know you got about three witches in here. I said, oh, really? Who are, who are they? She names them. I said, you know what? That's funny. Because said, they said the same thing about you. I said, don't be bringing me that foolishness. Because they're witches. I'm not afraid. They're going to get saved. Or they ain't going to stay long. <laughs> 
See, there should be such a sound that either the devils, the, the witches, the warlocks, whatever comes in, they won't get saved. Sometimes in our church, there's spontaneous deliverance. We'll be prophesying, ah! And that's good. Because there's a different sound. There's a different sound. One time I was, y'all know uh, Mary Kay Baxter wrote Divine Revelation to Hell. I encourage everybody to read that book. It'll refocus you on stuff because this, this is a scary book. But anyway, we had our at our church, right? And so, you know, she saw visions of hell. She was said she was taken to hell, saw all these indescribable things, terrible things. She saw some preachers down there. She saw some people that she thought were Christian. They were down there, right? And so uh, we were driving back. We had her in our cars, me and my wife. And she said, do you want to see like I see? My wife was like, no, I do not. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And you know what I said? If it's of God, I want it. So in the car, she laid hands on me. They reenact this on Sid Roth. You get a chance, look at the episode, Johnville. Just put in Johnville Sid Roth, and it'll pop up in YouTube or SidRoth.org. You can see it because they reenact. The dude don't look nothing like me. Don't look, the woman don't look like my wife. But that's another story. <laughs> but I said I want it. She laid hands on me right in the car, right? The next day, it was Sunday, we had service. I felt led just to speak deliverance, right? Just to speak it. Didn't touch anybody, just spoke it. Everybody in this church started to manifest. Everybody, every single person, even the elders that were carrying the buckets, they fell. Sid Rod didn't want me to say nothing about people spitting up, but you know, that's part of the deliverance. Anyway, but what happened, what happened, they were carrying the buckets out and they fell down on the ground manifesting. A lot of people got delivered, right? That's what I'm talking about, the sound. Because some people don't believe in casting out devils, right? But according to Scripture, one of the first things Jesus said, as far as telling us what to do, cast out devils, right? So, verse 71, are y'all getting something? And when he was gone out into the porch... Another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. More than one person will recognize your sound, right? Because somebody else heard him and recognized the sound, right? And in one version, Peter was cussing. And this is the next verse. And again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. Some versions talk about he was cussing, right? He said, I don't know him. But this is the same Peter that said, I'll never deny you. Right? Others may do it, but I won't do it. He said, you're going to deny me thrice. And that's exactly what happened. Right? Does that make sense? Verse 73. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely thou art one of them. For thy speech betrayeth thee. Now, another version says, thy accent, the way you talk, betrayeth you or betrays you. You're one of them. Your speech, your sound, your accent betrays you. When Jesus, when Peter denied Jesus, 
How did people around him know he was one of the disciples? Had the same accent. Sounded like Jesus. You know why he did? Because he stayed around him. The longer you are with Jesus, the more you're going to sound like him. The more you're going to act like him. The more you're going to even look like him. Are y'all hearing me? How about this year? How about this year? Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you have an accent. Neighbor reply, so do you. Did you know the company you keep affects your sound? God is about to change your circle. God is about to cause you to have a circle change. And you're not going to have to say a word. They're just going to drop off you. You're going to look around, they're going to be gone. Right? And you're going to wonder, what did I do wrong? What happened? It's just because you sound like Jesus. It's because of your accent in the spirit. But the level of your blessings will be determined by who you hang around with this year. You can't go no higher than your circle. Are you hearing me? Right. Because there's someone here that needs a new sound for their new season. But you can begin by upgrading your circle. Start hanging around people that have your same accents. I'm talking about the accent of Jesus. Because guess what? Your accent will give you access this year. Your accent. We'll give you what? Access. Come on, somebody need to praise God right there. Come on, probably told me that. I'd be excited. Because your accent is going to give you access this year. Right? Right? Hallelujah. I heard somebody in the spirit, they said, well, but some of the people I want to hang with won't grant me access. That's a good thing. Because God is not allowing you to have access to them to protect you. Because some people, you may look at it from the outside, they look like you want to access, but you don't really know them. Because their insides will cause you, what about this here, not to even want access, but you haven't seen the inside yet. So you got to thank God for something that knows you got. Hallelujah. You got to thank God for some of the denials you got. You got to give God praise for some of the jobs you didn't get. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. Because that's, way, that's God's way of protecting you to be perfectly in his will. Don't you know a job is part of your assignment? Amen. Did you know a job is part of your ministry? Did you know you're not just there to get a paycheck? You are there on assignment? Amen. Somebody said, is my assignment over yet? I, I don't know. You got to answer that question. But I'm telling you, God has you there for a reason and a season. You know some of the people that get on your nerves at the job? They're ordained to be there. Are you hearing me? They're ordained to get on your nerves, right? They're, they're mandated to get on your nerves. Why? Because it's increasing your anointing. Come on, without any adversity, your oil will stay the same. Come on now. You better thank God and give God praise when all hell is breaking loose in your life because that anointing, that oil level is going higher. Hallelujah. Now it's on. I turned it off. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Hallelujah. But I'm getting excited, right? Because some of the people at the workplace, I'm telling you, they get on your nerves. Even if it's your boss, you be praying, Lord, remove him. <laughs> remove her in the name of Jesus. Transfer her. Let her lose her job. Let her not be my boss. I'm your child. Right? 
But that person is there to strengthen you, right? Because I heard somebody say, when you ask for strength, God will give you problems to solve. Adversity. That's how you get strong. Because all these things are tests. How godly are you going to be when somebody's getting on your nerves? Do you go back to that old person that you used to be? Snap, crackle, and pop. Hallelujah. Going to go off in a heartbeat. I don't know who you talking to. Right? No. The sound God is looking for is a sound of humility. A sound of yeah, being a peacemaker. Not a troublemaker. You know, in my job, I don't argue with nobody. They try to argue with me. Say, oh, pray, oh praise the Lord. Shanda Baba Wosaya. Wusa, right? I'm just going to keep my cool, right? But that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. That is one of the sounds God is looking for. He's looking for a different reaction from you in this season. Not the same reaction as 2020, 2021, or 2022. Are y'all hearing me? Give God some praise right there. Somebody said, not my will, but, but his will be done, right? Right? Because God has granted you the greatest access to himself. You have access to God, right? I even said this yesterday. It's so many times we're praying and we're just talking, but we're not giving God a chance to respond. That's what you need to do this. You need to, I said pray differently. Pray for an hour and just listen. Just listen to the Holy Spirit. And he will talk to you. He will talk to you. Because he told me that years ago. He said, I'm talking to my people. They're just not listening. And I'm adding this. He said, they, they're saying, well, I'm saying, they, they say, Honda, Dale, so Toyota. <laughs> Y'all ain't get that. But they don't take time to listen. That's what you got to do. You got to listen in this season. Because God is speaking. Are you listening? He's always speaking. But are you listening? Right? Are y'all hearing me? Almost done. Please understand. There's a price to pay when you sound like him. I told you, jealousy, mistreatment, loneliness, resentment, rejection, feeling like you don't fit in, feeling like you're not good enough. Right? But it's your season to sound different. I believe there's a supernatural shift happening in this place. The Lord is introducing something new to you. He's literally changing your sound, your accent, and that's going to grant you access. Some might say access granted. But you know what the key is? Your decree by faith undergirded by faith, with a foundation of faith. Change your vocabulary. You change your life. But hold on. Wait a minute. It's not only a season of a new sound, but a season of a second wind. Oh, come on now. Give me Ecclesiastes 1 and 6. Almost done. Five minutes. Ecclesiastes 1 and 6. Ecclesiastes 1 and 6. I'm looking at the ESV version. I'm going to go ahead. The wind blows to the south and goes around to the north. Around and around goes the wind, and on this circuit, the wind returns. In the AMP, it said it returns again. Somebody shout, the wind always comes back. Now, I'm not talking about any type of wind. I'm talking about a prophetic wind. Are you hearing me? A prophetic second wind. And guess what it's carrying? Your last true prophetic word. There are prophetic words you literally forgot about. They're going to come to pass because of the second prophetic wind. 
God told me one time, he said, he said, lightning will strike twice. And I said, what do you, what? Lightning will strike twice? I think that's a bad, no, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. The success you had in me years ago is about to come around again. It's going to be greater. Amen? And it's scientifically proven that lightning can actually strike the same place twice, more than once. Look it up. It's a fact. You'll Google it. Because that's just the same people say. But see, when this lightning strikes, it's going to be something good. Are you hearing me? 